Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Mike Snyder. And I'm Bill Wills. And it's Wills and Snyder each and every morning from 5 to 9, Bill. We got a lot every day, don't we? Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Thanks for checking out today's podcast each and every day. Make sure you follow us and download the show. If you hear us in the morning, miss an interview or something, Mike, this is a great way to catch it on the podcast and normally around weekday morning. At your convenience, at your time, whether we're talking to Terry Pluto, Tom Hamilton, whoever it is. Of course, I'm always focused on that sports end, Bill. News, sports, traffic, and weather on the 10s. Mornings, it's Cleveland's Morning News. News with Wilson Snyder. Now, enjoy today's show. News you can use on your money with the latest this morning from Bloomberg. Speaking of gasoline, 455 down a little bit overnight. More on your money at WTAM.com. Keyword money. All right, coming up, we got a little, uh, little problem among one of these uh, home associations about what feeding ducks scooteries? Yes, and the lady thinks it's despicable. All right, big lawsuit. Big lawsuit. 250 grand. Wow. Because she was feeding ducks? Because she was right. feeding ducks. Uh, that coming up. First, your WTAM 1100. Traffic and weather together on the 10s. A good taco yesterday, Pat Bowman? Oh, yes. Delicious. Excellent. Good, good. A couple. This report brought to you by Empire Window Company. Increase the look and value of your home. Call Empire Window Company for new siding and save 40% and up to 24 months zero interest financing. Providing quality since 1960. Call 440-236-0333. Empire Window Company. You deserve a fair price. Next traffic update in nine minutes at 520. Pat Butler, WTAM traffic on 1100 AM at 106.9. Taco Tuesday, always a big day for Pat Butler. Weather today for your Wednesday, Cleveland 3 News meteorologist Holly Strano says, Sun clouds mix this morning, a few more clouds as the day rolls on, and a few scattered showers and thunderstorms could roll in. We'll be in the low 80s. Tonight, scattered storms possible. Thursday, sunshine, nice 70s. I've got 65 this morning at your severe weather station. Guardians with a split of that doubleheader. Mike Snyder with more in sports coming up. Thanks for listening to Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Check in throughout the day on WTAM 1100. All right, these homeowner associations, if you live in one, you know what I mean. Yeah, Scooteries, sure producer, in almost every neighborhood, there's somebody that collects, you know, 50 bucks to cut the grass at the, the opening or, you know, there's, there's different levels. I you wonder, may have a pool, yeah. you may not have a pool. I wonder that about mine, and they have a meeting once a month at, at somebody's high or something. Yeah. Okay, now where's all this, this money thing? going yeah. to, you what, know? you guys buying beer or something, having a meeting? <laughs> yeah, they go on, they use it on their vacations. But they, you got to have somebody managing that yes, stuff. Yes, okay. I know. So with that in mind, there's a homeowners association upset because this one lady's feeding ducks. Right? Yes, a Texas yeah. woman. Here's Fox 26 out of Houston. That's what I feed them, yellow corn. 65-year-old Kathleen Rowe has lived in the Bridgeland community of Cyprus for 11 years. She takes care of her 72-year-old husband, who suffers from multiple sclerosis. For more than a decade, they've been feeding the ducks that live at the pond across the way. We just watch them, and they're just beautiful. When new neighbors moved into the area, Kathleen says they started to complain to the HOA. She says she received numerous letters from the Lakeland Village Community Association, Inc., demanding that she stop. Actually, I tried. I went three whole days of not trying to feed, just stay away from the ducks. But they started coming across the street. 
from the waterway and into my yard and basically crying. Kathleen says she's seen many of the ducks abandoned in the pond as adults, not knowing how to fend for themselves, and that she couldn't find it in her heart to let them go hungry. They were starving. These were the, the ones that people just dropped them off. They're just a lot of very hateful type people that do not like ducks. And me, I just love them. She just loves them. I mean, they make a mess. Well, you can't encourage now, ducks, right? I mean, there's that argument. That They argued that the foul odor, the unsanitary conditions, and the noise that right. resulted. Now, right. when Fox 26 went out there, they said it was clean. There was no noise. There's no nothing going on, whatever they're saying. These new neighbors. But in the bylaws, well, in their contract, it says nothing about that she, you cannot feed ducks. They just tried to say the unsanitary, okay. the foul order, the noise right. and stuff, but she put her house up for sale. Moving, she, huh? Yeah, she's moving. She, okay. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, Wilson Sider Facebook page. Love to see a post from you if you want to tell us about your story when it comes to dealing with a homeowner's association. <clears throat> Sounds like you have some experience there, Scoot. Yeah, I sure uh, did. Coming up in five, Rory O'Neill like will join us on the <laughs> we Feeding Ducks. No. The January They never 6th. cut the lawn that they said they were going to cut. Right. Yeah. I told you. He's complaining all the time yeah. to somebody. Yeah, where's my $50 going? You January 6th <laughs> hearings. We'll talk about what played out yesterday with Rory O'Neill. All right, Scoot, thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Let's get to sports. Five. 15. Here's Mike Snyder. Bill playing their fourth doubleheader in the last two weeks. The Guardians settled for a split with the White Sox yesterday. They lost to Dylan Cease in the nightcap of Chicago. Blank the Guardians 7-0. Had plenty of opportunities, never got the big hit. Now, they did take Game 1, a 4-1 win behind the complete game performance of Shane Bieber. On Bieber, Terry Francona said, I felt like coming out of Detroit, I think he felt like he had like get back on track. He had a good work week with Carl and went out and was was in command of the game and you know a couple mishaps out there and he picked us up we got double plays and just really when you look up at nine innings and under a hundred pitches means a guy's pitching yeah he was dealing as he got his fourth win he'll get one more start before the all-star break that'll be on sunday actually the final game before the break now the series finale with the white Sox is tonight at 7 10 of course you can hear it right here and free on the iheart radio app aaron savali will get the start guardians now at 43 and 43 they actually gained a half game on first place minnesota and now trill in the division by three and a half games entering play today baker mayfield was formally introduced to the charlotte media yesterday as he joins the carolina Panthers. Looking back at his time in Cleveland, Baker put it this way: "No animosity towards Cleveland. It's a, a good football town that you know gave me the first four years of my career, and uh, thankful for those those you know trials and tribulations, all the challenges, a lot to learn from and look back on and reflect. But just really focused on right now and, and being a Carolina Panther, and uh, you know." Pumped up to do so. Panthers insist it will be a competition between Baker and Sam Darnold for the opening uh, game start. And uh, I know which horse I'd bet on, though, as uh, Baker takes that role. I think they've got him down here. They want to take a look at him, and he'll get every opportunity to start against the Browns when it all begins September 11th. Baker, by the way, keeping number six, although he had to fork over some cash to the team's punter to get that jersey. Speculation on Deshaun Watson's suspension. Well, we've heard everything from zero to four to six to eight to 12 to six. 16 to indefinite, and I think that's all we're hearing is speculation. There's no no one really knows, including the judge is going to rec- make a recommendation as all of the briefs, I think, they, I think just got filed in yesterday, and she hasn't made the decision regarding that. Looks like we're going to have to wait a while before something definitive, definitive is decided. Tomorrow at this time, we, 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 we will be giving you updates from round one of the open. Uh, Tiger Woods actually won't tee off till nearly 10 tomorrow morning, but yesterday he kind of teed off 
off on those golfers who've jumped to the Saudi-backed Live Tour. I disagree with it. Um, I think that uh, what they've done is they've, they've turned our, their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. And again, round one tomorrow across the pond. Home of the Guardians and the Cavs, Mike Snyder, WTAM Sports. January 6th hearing yesterday. A few highlights for you. January 6th! Kick that door open. Look down the street. You know, got everybody riled up. Told everybody head on down. So we basically were just following what he said. Did I believe he should concede the election at point in time? Yes, I did. They put their faith and their trust in Donald Trump. They wanted to believe in him. They wanted to fight for their country. And he deceived them. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a couple of uh, uh, cuts there as well from a few people that testify, including one guy from Warren, Ohio, that said, yeah, I bought in Trump the way he sent it. He wanted us there, so I showed up. Let's bring in Rory O'Neill. Those are a few of the highlights from yesterday. What uh, what would you take away from it? Yeah, uh, one little note there at the end from Liz Cheney, who said that President Trump allegedly tried to contact one of the witnesses scheduled to appear uh, before the committee. So, uh, the, And she said the matter has been referred to the Justice Department. She sort of suggested some tampering may have been going on, but that's we're way too early to start that discussion. Uh, the other thing I thought that was ignored in this uh, yesterday in particular was the fact that, you know, while President Trump knew he lost, was being told that he lost, he was keeping, quote-unquote, the big lie going, but also taking in hundreds of millions of dollars in the meantime by fundraising off this and pleading for people to give money for a legal defense fund that was never used for legal defense. Yeah, that's the question is, the, you know, follow the money. We'll see what that, uh, what that does as far as the layer. There was something else. They talked about a draft of a tweet, which at first I was... I'm scratching my head. I mean, I'm on Twitter. You drafted it. It goes away. I guess they meant it was on paper. Somebody drafted it, and he talked about promoting January 6th. So they, they keep looking for these smoking guns. Uh, no, it, not, there's not going to be hearing on Thursday. Is that correct? Uh, right. Not okay. this Thursday. Instead, it's going to be next Thursday. Yeah, I think that someone, essentially a staffer, says, how's this for a tweet idea? And then gotcha. uh, I'm going to pass on that and okay. do it. And, uh, yeah, the, the question was whether or not he was encouraging people to go down to the Capitol building from the mall. Okay, now, they're not going to meet again Thursday, but this Bannon question keeps being out there. It's like he he says, I'll show up if I got a good TV angle, if you do this, and that. they're going back and forth, right? Uh, yeah, those negotiations are still underway, but the judge said yesterday, we're not going to stop uh, your upcoming trial. Uh, you know, you are accused of contempt of Congress. That still uh, allegedly happened, and we're still going to put you on trial for that. If you want to cooperate now, that's a separate uh, that's a separate discussion. All right, Rory O'Neill, the O'Neill file this morning and the January 6th hearings of yesterday. Rory, thanks much. Thanks, Bill. Mention this trend that some real estate agents are starting to see about people backing away when it comes to a deal in a house uh, because of the uh, the interest rate uh, story. Our Aaron Real joins me this morning on it. Aaron, good morning. There is a, uh, I mean, refresh my memory, you put down, it, it's called earnest money, right? There's some money you put down as a potential buyer to, to hold the deal in place? Right, that's right, Bill. So, good morning. Yes, home buyers they're really canceling these deals at the highest rate that we've seen since the start of the tam- pandemic. And that number, it's actually increased, the number that you're talking about. Um, it's around... 31% at the moment, and, and the average rate at a 30-year fixed mortgage rate, that started the year at 3%. 
It shot up to 6% in mid-June and has now settled in the range of about five and three quarters. So basically, if you wanted to buy a house earlier in the year, it costs you half of what it does. The money you borrowed costs you half of what it does now. So that's a really bigger nut to part with every month for your mortgage, and it's really causing a lot of buyers to think twice. Now, a lot of these buyers' parents and grandparents are saying, I paid 12 13% interest at one point. You know, you're, you're still getting a deal. But but you're right. We've had these historic low rates for so long. All of a sudden, you look at buying a house, and you're like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm borrowing at 5 or 6%. What what happened to that 3% money, right? Right. And know what? You bring up a really good point. While 6% is higher than the 2 or 3% or super low mortgage rates that we were seeing for a while when, when the pandemic started, historically, it's not astronomical. So that's something to bear in mind. And and across the country, it was nearly 60,000 home sales that fell through in June. Hmm. That's equal to about 15% of transactions. But it's important to note that it's roughly 11% of transactions that fall through normally. And, and, and deals, they can, they can fall through for so many reasons. Applications get denied for mortgages. You know, inspections, they reveal something really expensive that needs a repair. And, and buyers just get cold feet. So while the number is increasing, it's, I, I don't think it's anything to be terrified at the moment. Right. Interesting story. Yeah, the, uh, the, the mortgage business and the rates that have been uh, jumping around. Uh, when it comes to buying a home. All right, Aaron Rial taking a look at it this morning. Aaron, thanks much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder with reports from Fox News throughout the morning on WTAM 1100. News Radio, WTAM 1100. This is Bill Wills. Hey, as you may know, as you're working through life, there are a lot of financial decisions you have to make and a lot of things you're looking at and researching, which creates a bit of a paper trail if you're Printing everything. Where do you put all this stuff? Melanie Ross, certified financial planner, NCA Sequoia Financial Group, discussing what you should keep and what's okay to toss. I'm reminded of that commercial on TV with the guy that meets with the couple. There, you know, and look, you can't, you know, you're becoming your parent. You can't print everything. You can't print the internet. You know, you've got to, you got to be careful what you're doing nowadays. Good morning, uh, Melanie. Good morning, Bill. Okay, let's talk about this paper stuff. I guess I'm I'm guilty too. I got boxes of tax returns, probably from 35 years ago, just in case, just in case. So let's talk about taxes first. How how far do we go back? Okay, so with your tax returns and tax documents, like your W-2s and 1099s, you want to keep them for at least seven years, Bill. The IRS statute of limitations for auditing is only three years, okay. but there are some instances where they can go back as far as six or seven. Okay. So those years at least have the documents somehow. Either you got them printed or you got them saved on a file that works or something, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, let's talk about the stuff we're getting in the mail from our bank, credit cards, investments, yeah. that sort of thing. Okay. So for these, along with your pay stubs, I'd only keep them for about a year in case you need them to prepare your taxes or as proof of income when making large purchases like a home. Other than that, you can toss them after a year. Okay. How about monthly bills if you still get yeah. them in the mail? Right. So you can toss the majority of your monthly bills after you pay them, or if you're more comfortable, after the payments have been credited to your bank account. Okay. Uh, we're just going through what you ought to be keeping on throwing out. Melanie Ross with us, certified financial planner at NCA in Sequoia. Uh, okay. These other financial documents, What are there things we should keep forever that are handed down generation after generation? Yes. Yes. Oh, the ones right. you want to keep indefinitely are your birth certificates, 
social security cards, marriage certificates, death certificates, passports, and all of your estate plan documents like your will and powers of attorney. Health insurance policies are important to keep long-term too, as long as your health insurance is active. But if your coverage has ended or you move to another insurance company, you can go ahead and toss the paperwork once you're sure you no longer need it. And I would presume you would advise me to put all this in one safe spot where I can get to it? Yes. And the ones that you can get rid of, though, you want to be careful with these because a lot of the financial documents contain some type of personal information, and it's really best to shred them if you no longer need them to keep the sensitive information safe. So either invest in a shredder, right, or, you know what, check your city's website for free paper shredding days. I know a lot of cities offer these. Yeah, they do. Good way to dispose of stuff. Hey, just one final note here, and I'm sure you work with, yeah. with couples over the years. Sadly, we went through this when we lost. I lost my mom uh, about well, almost two years ago. Dad's still around. Don't get you know get me wrong. But we we had a lot of documents we had to find. Now he did a great job organizing things, but it's just a word to the wise. That stuff ought to be somewhere where when something happens, you know, others yeah. that need to get a hold of them know where they are, and, and they're easy Easily, to track down, yeah. right? Easily accessible, and then you want to make sure that whoever your executor is, that he or she knows where that stuff is at. Yeah. Stuff that's normally on your mind, but when it happens, boy, right. you're, you're, you're glad that you got stuff in the right spot because it can save a lot of time and grief. All right, Melanie Ross, Senior yep. uh, Financial Advisor out of the NCA in Sequoia with uh, with the tips. Melanie, good stuff. I'm going to print all this and then and then go through my checklist, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, okay. thanks, Melanie. Okay. Hailstorm at Blossom tonight. Scooter East, producer extraordinaire on our Facebook page, Will's Insider Facebook as well. They found something else out at Lake Mead. Yeah, Bill, it's a World War II era landing craft. That was a popular Lake Mead diving spot, and this comes out of their Las Vegas Review Journal. And Bill, I'm telling you, this Lake Mead is in trouble. Wow! All right, here's we got a story here, right? Yep. Here okay. we go. A previously sunken World War II era landing craft is now exposed due to rapidly declining water levels at Lake Mead. This was D-Day. Nearly a century ago, the Higgins landing craft was used during the invasion of Normandy in World War II. But the vehicle at Lake Mead did not come all the way from the beaches of France. This vehicle was used to survey the Colorado River at one point, followed by being sold to a marina and eventually used as an anchor for breakwater sediment, until it eventually became a popular Lake Mead diving spot. Now in 2022, the craft is two-thirds exposed, becoming another sign of the changing water levels at Lake Mead. You've been out to? You've been to Vegas? Yes. I, oh, yeah. I've been to Lake Mead. It's, That's where they, when you see that, you see like the pontoon boats and all, they're like below the, the docks. And I mean, it's amazing yeah, how that thing's falling, th- right? Yeah, th- they're, they're, that, that Blake is in trouble, man. It's wow. just, hmm. I mean, you know, we see, we we posted recent stories about how they found the bodies yeah. and they found yeah. all this stuff. I mean, there's there's yeah, probably yeah, a lot stuff. of mobsters there, people that got rid of, you know, right. in the Vegas stories in that, that lake. And, and now it's just shrinking. The whole West. Uh, uh, matter of fact, Man. when the Guardians went out to Arizona, I'd never been out west much. I mean, I'm California a couple times, but just to be in Arizona for a couple weeks every every spring, water's like gold. I mean, it is like gold to them mm-hmm. as far as the way it's managed mm-hmm. and who gets it and who doesn't get it, the whole yes. west. And that Lake Mead's a great example of, wow. of just the water levels just dropping. It's a big west. provider. So many wins. Yeah. Right? Uh, Wills and Center Facebook, WillsandCenter.com. You can see that. Scooter East producer extraordinaire. Thanks much. Oh, we got Jay Reynolds later, right? Yep, 820. Have and, you uh, seen some of the pictures from that web? Amazing. Unbelievable. It is absolutely amazing. What that telescope yep. is sending back. That is so cool. Incredible. To see those pictures and to that doubt there's a so God, cool. how in the world do you do it? It's amazing. Unbelievable, the images. So anyway, this is the web 
space telescope that we're getting these images back. President Biden showed them first on uh, on Monday. And uh, so anyway, Jay Reynolds, who watches the Sky Force, will join us at 820. We'll talk more about that. And the supermoon. And some other stuff, too, with, yep. uh, with Jay after it. Always enjoy talking. Good guy. Aviation expert Jay Ratliff with us talking about your day in the air. We'll see what uh, the weather looks like here in just a minute. Hey, first, speaking of, of in the air, you got some travel numbers for us here, right? Yeah, when you hear, when people hear you and I talking about, you know, the TSA report of yeah. blah, 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 yeah. the, the, the the travel numbers and all, uh, you can just Google TSA travel numbers and see exactly what you and I are talking about. But the nice thing about that is that the TSA gives us a review of, okay, how many people traveled this year on a specific date, and, and we're looking at the week that we had just coming out of uh, the, the 4th of July weekend, yeah. and then you can compare that to last year, the year before, and pre-pandemic uh, 2019, which is the real column that you want to look at. And, Bill, we're seeing every day over 2 million people flying, 2.1, 2.4, 2.3 type of thing, and it's getting very, very close to the numbers that we had from 2019. So, that's good, and I'm, it's a it's a great resource that the TSA gives us so that we can kind of gauge how things are going. Now, we've had nine of our ten busiest travel days post-pandemic all happened last month in June. So we're seeing a trend that was expected because of the busy summer travel season. Uh, I don't think we will actually eclipse 2019 because, as, as you and I have discussed, there's a lot fewer flights right now. Right that are operating, and right. as a result, you can only pack so many people on an airplane. And with that in mind, I saw a story, I don't have the numbers in front of me, prices that I'm paying, it, it, it's still more to fly in, in most oh, cases. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, the demand for travel's up, so yeah. they're going to charge us more, and there's yeah. reduced seats, which yeah. means, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, looking at the map this morning, uh, in the Atlanta, you might have a delay this morning. There's thunderstorms around Atlanta, and it looks like some approaching Detroit in the uh, in the next hour or two uh nothing on the screen out at hopkins looks to be of concern if you're heading out of uh, hopkins here early uh more on jay and uh and day trading check out jratliff.com there was uh, another story this morning speaking of flying 90 degree temperatures are around the country and around the world for that matter of course it is summertime anyway the uh, royal air force in great britain they had to cancel flights because the temperatures on the runway softened the uh, the surface and they couldn't land flights. The temperature, I guess, heated up so much, they say that the, the airport runway for the Royal Air Force that had been operating since 1918, they couldn't land flights because of the temperature being so uh, uh, being so high. Uh, again, aviation expert Jay Ratliff on flying. More on him and day trading. Just check out jratliff.com. We have entertainment news, names, notes trending this morning. And here is Jason Nathanson. Laughter, tears, and mom. That's how actress Sydney Sweeney celebrated her first two Emmy nominations Tuesday, posting on Instagram the moment after the announcement where she connected with her mother. <laughs> Sweeney nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama for her role as Cassie Howard in Euphoria and also Best Supporting Actress for the anthology series The White Lotus, both shows on HBO. Better Call Saul and its star Bob Odenkirk also up for a bunch of Emmys. Odenkirk revealing that next week's episode is the one during which he suffered a heart attack while filming. He tells The Hollywood Reporter he filmed most of the scene, collapsed, and then came back to finish it five weeks later. And he hopes viewers won't notice anything. I'm Phoebe Hill and everything's trash. The new series Everything's Trash debuts today on Freeform, a comedy from creator Phoebe Robinson. I'm Captain the Millennium Falcon. And legendary actor Harrison Ford is 80 today. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood.
Wilson Ford, 650 at News Radio WTAM 1100. Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. 655, Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Yeah, Harrison Ford, 80 today. One of the movies he's done over the years. Oh, man. Uh, hey, the, the past, the past few Jones. weekends, uh, show, Showtime's been showing the, all the Indiana Jones, yeah. and it's great. Raiders and the Lost Ark, though. I hey, love uh, it. y'all come. Strongsville's Chamber of Commerce has the 80th annual homecoming celebration in Strongsville. Starts today. Uh, new rides, games, food. They open at 3 o'clock. Academy of Irish Dance, entertainment at 4. Cleveland Breakfast Club at 7.30. They're always good. Uh, Joey Yamato Band tomorrow. KC uh, and Company on Friday. All sorts of entertainment right on through the uh, big fireworks display on Saturday night. 50-50 raffle drawing. So much fun, as always, every year. 80th annual Strongsville Chamber of wow, Commerce. 80. They were voted Ohio's Festival of the Year a couple years so ago. So they match Harrison Ford. That they do. Wow, wow look at that. that. You, way to go, Snipes. I'll tell that? you what, you're good. <laughs> Harrison's 80 and the 80th anniversary of the Strongsville Homecoming Festival. I like the way you put that together, Bill. Have fun. All right, a couple quick notes here. Out of uh, Chile, I saw this story this morning. A worker there submitted his resignation and cannot be found after his job accidentally paid him 330 times his salary because of a payroll error. Here's the, you know, why did it happen to me? Why does this happen to me file? The worker... A dispatch assistant for a manufacturer received a paycheck equal to $180,000 for one month when he was only supposed to receive four hundred or $554 in American money. Okay. okay. You, right. So his check comes out to a hundred. Would you call anybody? Oh, they'll find you. Cash you. Head, baby, they, they'll, find, they'll find you. The uh, manager said he should have reported the issue to human resources, but he didn't. He, he cashed not, the huh? check. Well, probably because there's nobody in human resources. Well, that right. might be a problem. If it's sure. like everywhere else, you well, call and they just put you on a <laughs> right. For 40 minutes. I mean, for 40 said, minutes. I'm going to go, well, wait a minute. I got money here. 40 minutes, huh? Hang on, because some of our options have changed. I like, like, like you remember what, what seven <laughs> meant last time you called. Anyway, so he's not, they can't find him. Can't find him. And here's what <laughs> Scooter found. There, there's something called forest bathing, I guess, on TikTok. Forced bathing. Forest okay. Like, you know, we've oh, got forest. the emerald necklace here, okay. forest, the great forest. Right. Okay. okay. All right. It's called forest bathing. Mm-hmm. They call it free therapy, communing with nature. And a lot of people on TikTok are doing this. So they're walking in the woods to de-stress. And they say it's a good, experts say it's a good idea to take a walk. And that makes sense. Yeah. But especially if you can with nature. And we've got, you know, wonderful walks around here with mm-hmm. our, our, oh, our parks and all. Absolutely. Experts say it relieves anxiety, reduces feelings of depression, lowers your blood pressure, improves self-esteem, improves your focus, reduces your fatigue and ver- burnout, and boosts your overall health. So now there's a whole section of TikTok doing forest bathing. Because you want to go out in the forest and yes. bathe yourself. And hug a tree. And, and hug just, a- just make sure you spray yourself with some off. Yeah. Yes. And then you get lost out there, and then somebody's got to come and find you. And please keep your clothes on. Okay? Yes. We yes. don't need to Yeah, no, no, Don't be running naked in the forest. Forest bathing yeah, is yeah, what's don't the newest thing on TikTok there, Mike. Well, there you go. I'm, getting, up your I'm gearing up for today. my TikTok. Yeah, we'll see you mentioned the uh, big First Energy Stadium show tomorrow night. With, uh, it actually starts in the afternoon. Four thing, gates open at 3.30. Uh, Joan Jett, Motley Crew, and all tomorrow. Got it to blossom tonight. Hailstorm. Cleveland's Morning News with Wills and Snyder. Scott Scooter, East producer extraordinaire alongside Wills and Snyder Facebook page. A couple of stories, including a lady in Texas 
hit with a quarter of a million dollar lawsuit just because she wants to feed the little ducks. Yes, in the HOA <laughs> Housing Association. What's wrong with that? It's right? not. It's not anywhere in their uh, law in their bylaws. There's a little contract or whatever yeah. that they put together. Um, but but they say in it, it says neighbors have gotten fed up with the foul order on sanitary conditions and noise that resulted when Fox 26 Houston went out there. There was none of that. There was no foul order on sanitary conditions. Yes, and some new neighbors moved in and complained. Yeah, and okay. complained. And well, not only is that they 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 you know they filed the two hundred fifty thousand dollars lawsuit. She put her house up for sale. Going to move. Yep, she's going to move. It happens. Yes, okay. you can see that. The story. HOAs, you know, they're uh, could be Facebook a little page, a little bit troubling. You know, you got to have them, but it's just a pain to try and get people to serve, and then you know to take the time, and then you got to. Some people like you then are in the neighborhoods and just cause problems all the time because you want to keep asking yeah, questions. Yeah, well, like, I don't you know. know. Well, why don't you run for the board then? You know, I guess you, you the, know it. The grass was never cut when it was supposed <laughs> to be. Where's my fifty uh, bucks going? Right, yeah. come on. Yeah, people guy. were supposed to shovel their sidewalks and they never did. They never they, did, they, huh? They never did. You're that guy. And I'm the guy that and used pick to... pick up after your dog, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're that guy. Yeah. All right. Coming up in five, our business career insider Greg Stebbin is uh, going to join me. There are... Uh, this is an interesting story. There are a couple articles about this recently at, at Bloomberg about uh, subscriptions. Now, we think of subscriptions like, you know, the old days magazines. Yeah. That sort of thing, right? Well, now you... In a way, you're subscribing uh, when it comes to even television, you know, with all these streaming oh, sure. services, right? right? Okay. You now have Apple CarPlay, uh, cruise control, and maybe self-driving options on cars. Tesla is is kind of doing this. If you, if you have a Tesla, you kind of know about this. There are different subscriptions you pay for different oh. things in the car. Yeah, like a heated seat, I've heard that exactly. one. $15 so, a month. Exactly. <laughs> so Greg says it's kind of a trend. We'll kind of get into that with there him some in five. And if you run a business, maybe it's something you can, you know, get people to subscribe. So you, like, buy the car, and then you can have these, these add-ons, and then you exactly. pay for your heated but, seat. Wait a minute. A lot of the cars come with heated seats anyway. But so with fun. the new technology, oh. you can just pay for them during the winter. See, you got like a six-month subscription for a yeah, heated, and with the, and then they can turn it off and on. Yeah, just don't use it, and then just use it in the you winter. Know, I mean, what is so no, hard? You'd be saving money. Why would you want to pay for a heated you know, seat now? On second thought, don't show up at the next HOA meeting. Okay, nobody wants to hear from you. Five good minutes. Always good stuff with our career business insider Greg Stebbin. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg Stebbin. Greg, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. So, Snites and I have been trying to explain this to Scoot on this whole new thing when it comes to the economy and subscriptions for different things. I mean, f- forget the magazines. There are all sorts of different services. And I, you mentioned Tesla. There's a couple articles about this. A friend of mine has a Tesla. I've ridden in it. And the first thing he said was, you know, they're not much on the on the interior, the luxury and all, but, boy, it, it it's all with the computer and the technology. And with that, you can control different things on that car and then pay for different things, c- Correct. You're absolutely right. For instance, the the thing that most of us think about when we think about Tesla is the full self-driving capability. You know, the self-driving car uh, concept, which Tesla is very far, far, far along the way of. You don't have to buy it when you buy the car. You can subscribe to it later, and you can turn it off and turn it on. So things are a little tight this month. I'll drive myself. Oh, I'm feeling really flush this month. I'll let the car drive me. 
So the idea of subscriptions in cars probably, I'm going to say, was invented by Tesla. That self-driving capability costs somewhere between $99 and $199 a month, just depending on which model you have and how it's equipped. So with different options and with the technology, uh, I, I mean, I've got you know remote start where I can just on my smartphone with the app. Uh, do it. But it, 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 indeed, car companies down the road, th- this looks to be a trend as we we buy a car. There may be things we then add on or, or take off. Like, I just want heated seats during the winter in Cleveland. How much does that cost, right? <laughs> and remote start maybe in the hottest yeah. months and the coldest I'm just going to pay right? for three months and cancel all the time. Well, right. So I'm going to give you some good news and, and maybe some bad news. And by the way, there's, there's, a, there's, I guess it, I hadn't thought about it, but there's, this has been going on for a long time with OnStar. If you bought a GM product, right. you could subscribe to OnStar. I haven't even thought about that because I think OnStar's probably gone away because of the internet, but right. I may be wrong about right. that. Right. But BMW in South Korea, so this is not in the U.S., but in South Korea and maybe some other countries, is now offering options like heated seats on a subscription model. It's $18 a month, a bargain in January, a ripoff in June, right? <laughs> Honey, I thought we canceled. Why didn't you cancel the heated seats for the summer? Uh, so, yeah, and then when you go to cancel, it takes you an hour and a half. Right. You can't find it, the right You street. can't do it all. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, whatever. So now one of the catches may be, and I don't know about BMW because I don't have one and I'm not in South Korea, yeah. but you, you may be able to subscribe to it, but you may not be able to turn it on and off at will. You may either have to pay... X dollars a month and pay every month or pay a a lump fee for a discount, maybe $300 for a couple of years or something like that. But I think the model itself is really interesting for everybody. First of all, if you're the manufacturer, and you alluded to this with Tesla, it just gets a lot more efficient to make cars because you don't have to do a line, you know, a run of cars with these options and then a run of car with these options and, oh, we didn't make enough of these and we made too many of those. I mean, that's a mess for the car industry. So. Everybody wins when it's more efficient. It also means if things are tight, you can go in and buy a car at the lowest possible price today, and you didn't miss out on the stuff later when you have more money in your pocket. I think that's a real win for consumers. All right, let's break this down. Career Business Insider Greg Stebman, we're talking about more of these uh, options when it comes to uh, subscriptions that we're seeing in the, in the automobile business. If I'm running a business, small business, I'm not selling cars, but what could this mean for me if this is a trend that that my my customer is getting used to? Well, so think about the things you sell most often, or maybe they're seasonable. Seasonal, excuse me. You know, break down your business into different categories. Oh, so this is seasonal. This I sell every month. Everybody comes back and buys this every month, and start selling the things that make the most sense as a subscription as a subscription to your regular customers. Well, why? First of all, you'll know far ahead what your monthly revenue is going to be, or you're going to be a lot better at predicting it. You're going to get a lot more loyalty from your customers because their credit card's just going to keep getting dinged. Yeah. Or in the model with the heated seats, right. they may just pay up front for the year's subscription. So many advantages to you as a business just in terms of managing your revenue and knowing about loyalty from customers. But it's better for your customer, too, because they don't have to keep thinking about, oh, I've got to go do this again. 
they already paid for it. They've already scheduled when it's going to happen, the visit or the delivery or what have you. I mean, think about Chewy. Does anybody go out and buy cat or dog food anymore? Good no, point. it just shows up on your doorstep. Yeah. yeah, FedEx guy I ran into the other day said the dogs love him because he, you know, they they know that's the the dog food delivery. All right, let me get you out of here on. That smells great. Exactly. Let me get you out here on on us, the employee. Uh, we're ahead of the game a little bit because we're hearing you talk about this, so we're we're more aware of it when we. Uh, and have ideas for our employer, but it's something else for us too as employees, right? Yeah, well, there's two ways I think as an employee you can apply this to advance your career. One is look at the subscription model and think about how your company could apply it and then go sell it within your company, and then you're a hero because yeah. you've made life better at your company. Yeah. But the way to advance your career even more is within your industry, figure out what should be a subscription and what will cost the most as a subscription and specialize in that because you've made yourself far more valuable as an employee, and you've got lots of market data with a subscription model to help you understand what are the most important and most valuable or most expensive things within your industry. Do that. Go where the money is. Good idea. Follow the money. Good ideas. Good takeaways. Always with our career business insider, Greg Stebbin. Follow him. Subscribe to him on Twitter. It's free. (laughs) Thank you very much. At Greg Stebbin. Greg, thanks, pal. It's great to be here. And now... Five good minutes. I want to thank our friend Carrie Ritigliano for letting me know about an organization called Woman Up Cleveland. Uh, their mission, from what I understand, is to uplift, encourage, and inspire women in this community. Now, that sounds like a positive, and we need to shine a spotlight on it. And to do that, a couple people who are really involved and know more about it than me because they're the organization. I have Shannon Biega with me, and I believe uh, Chloe uh, DeBartolo as well. Ladies, good morning. Thank you for your time. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having us. And Shannon, you're a, uh, uh, are you still at West Virginia, WVU? Yes, so I uh, just graduated last month. Um, Congratulations. I majored. Congratulations. I'm, I'm done with school, so now I'm with this business. Congratulations. A proud mountaineer, our friend Bobby Huggins, the uh, basketball coach over there, and uh, that is a great school. So congratulations, by the way, first. I appreciate that. Thank you. And Chloe, thank you for your time, too. You're at Bowling Green. I actually recently graduated as well. I'm studying communication disorders and will be going to Akron in the fall for graduate school for speech therapy. Fantastic. Well, congratulations to both of you. And again, thanks to Carrie for letting me know about this. So let me, uh, Shin, let me ask you first. Did I get that right? Give me, give me the mission of what's called Woman Up Cleveland. Yes, yeah, so we have the mission of uniting, inspiring, and empowering the women of Cleveland, Ohio at community events. And we also have the goal of celebrating womanhood and what it means to be a woman in our amazing city on Lake Erie. I like the way you talk about our city because we love it here. There's a lot of stress. As a matter of fact, we were ranked as one of the, 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 the most stressful towns, I guess, in the country recently. Uh, but every, you know, we think there are a lot of great positives here. And I love putting a spotlight specifically on what you all are doing. So, Chloe, tell me what, what it is you're doing. Definitely. So last year we hosted our first annual summer social. Um, This upcoming Sunday, July 17th, we'll host our second one. And this is an amazing day filled with a very positive atmosphere. Women of all ages are able to gather together to support 25 women-owned businesses, participate in uplifting activities, including making your own vision board. And also uh, we have a bunch of different raffle baskets from uh, uh, 
local businesses in the Cleveland area, so we're able to support those businesses as well. Um, and then we have also started a local scholarship for the high school that we went to. We were able to support three students this past spring, and we hope to continue to host different community events and support the women in our community. Now, the event Sunday is over at the uh, Ariel International Center, which is a, that is an amazing building. They've really invested a lot in that. It sure is. We absolutely love it, and they have great staff there. They're very supporting, um, beautiful views, and just a wonderful atmosphere. Okay, for either one of you, or both of you, why are you doing this? I mean, you've gone through college. You're, you're continuing with your studies. You are outstanding in, in, in learning and knowing what you're doing. You could pick and choose from jobs with any company, probably. Why, get in, why, why do this? It's a passion, obviously. Right. I can start this one, Chloe. Um, so we formed in the winter of 2021 because we saw a void in women's events due to COVID. And we understand that it's difficult being a female business owner. We want to support these local business vendors. Um, and it's also difficult being a woman in general. So we saw an opportunity and we took action. Good for you. Chloe? Yeah, definitely. And kind of going off of that, um, Shannon had created a vision board a while ago back with the theme Empowered Women, Empower Women. And as soon as I saw, it, saw that, I automatically was inspired and had the idea to host a community event based around that message um, where we could gather women of all ages in the community to lift one another up. Um, and Shannon and our other founder, Alex, and I all teamed up. And, yeah, we, we have loved it since <laughs> Chloe DeBartolo and Shannon Biega. The event is on Sunday. Now, for, for a, a woman listening who all of a sudden, the radio or the iHeart app, she's turned it up, and she's like, wow, there's somebody out there that is doing something that I always thought needed to be done. Can they get, how did they get involved? Sure. So we do hope in the future to potentially have, like, a women's group, potentially in person and online. That's a future goal of ours. Um, but if they would like to attend our summer social this Sunday as a guest, please either message us on social media. We're found with the tag woman up Clee or email us at woman up Cleveland or excuse me, woman up at gmail.com. And our website is woman up Cleveland.com. And we'd love to, to speak and, and make more impact in the community. Great website. I tagged on uh, Twitter uh, to have you all on as well. So it, it woman up Cleveland is the, uh, the group you want to get involved or find out more about what they're doing. And specifically on Sunday, what, what times all this play out Sunday over at uh, the Ariel? Yeah, yeah, so the two sessions will be from 12 to 3 p.m. Okay. And that session is sold out. And then we have some spots left over for our 4 to 7 p.m. session. So we have kind of an early afternoon and then the evening session. And for someone coming to this, any lady, any woman involved in career, business, interests, networking, that, that, that's who you, you kind of think it benefits, right? We see everyone. Um, yeah. It's called a summer social, so it's supposed to be something that's encouraging and uplifting and not so business-oriented. It's a fun environment, right? Women of all ages, young and old. Um, but it really is what you make it. If you're a business owner and you want to connect with these other vendors, if you want to connect with women in the community, say, hey, I'm a therapist. I offer my services X, Y, Z. It really is what you make it. Ladies, I thank you for your time. Congratulations already on your success. And with this, uh, on Twitter, follow them at WomanUpCLE. Uh, Shannon and Chloe, thank you so much. Good luck with it on Sunday. Keep me in the loop. If there's more things I can help you with in promoting, happy to do it, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Take care. 758. These images are unbelievable. You've seen them. They've popped up in the last day or two. 
from this uh, telescope. It's called the NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. News Radio WTAM 1100. This is Bill Wills. Our guy that watches the sky is Jay Reynolds, research astronomer, Cleveland State University, on the hotline with me this morning. Great follow on Twitter at Reynolds Astro. Jay, good morning. Yeah, good morning to, uh, to where no one has come before, that's for sure. Amazing images. Hey, before I ask you about these images, the big moon I saw sure. this morning, I don't know if we're going to be able to see it again tonight with this weather, but boy, that, it's gorgeous if you've checked out the moon the last couple of nights. Yeah, it was the largest full moon of the year, uh, called the supermoon, and it's, uh, it, it does get closer and farther away. And uh, yeah, this morning it was the the largest of them all for the year. So it's uh, it, it is noticeable, but a lot of times when the moon is low on the horizon, it looks super big. Yeah, that's an optical illusion. But uh, but yeah, it was the biggest supermoon of the year. So truly super. Uh, Jay also tweeted out the uh, the space station orbit. He's a, again a great follow on Twitter to kind of remind us of this stuff. Now let me get to the big story. Uh, when these first popped up on my smartphone, I I, I was in awe. I, Mindy and I were my wife and I were talking about this last night. You almost want to get these on your big screen or something to really experience this. Tell me about this James Webb Space Telescope. We we talked about Hubble for years. Is this a new one? But it looks the space differently. First of all, it's much larger than Hubble. Hubble is a telescope. Uh, we measure them in millimeters uh, or inches. Uh, Hubble is 93 inches across. The James Webb is about 255 inches across. First of all, it's much larger. But it's designed to see in what we call infrared. Um, some dogs can see in infrared, so they see things that you and I do not. So, uh, in infrared, it will get you further, and also, there's, believe it or not, there's dust in space. You, you think it's just, you know, hit your garage, which is dust. Hold, hold on a minute. Hold on. Scooter, will you call him oh. back? Hold on, Jay. We're going to have to, let me disconnect this line. Let me call you back, Jay, because we're talking about, you know, space, and I can't even get a decent cell signal. So, Jay, you hang up. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. He must be on the west side. You know, Westlake's got uh, like the worst. Well, we yeah, had that with Jensen area. Lewis last right, week. Right, right. Scooter, had call him back. Yeah. Here I am talking about these great images and out of space, that we, and we can't <laughs> even talk to him because of cell phone technology. Oh, boy. But it is what it is. So yeah, let's see this if we can is get, so fascinating. Though, he's breaking out. I can't yeah. understand. I get like every... Uh, 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 right. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's not his fault. It's yeah. just the way we are with what we do with technology nowadays. Okay. Let's try again. All right, Reynolds, give me another test. One, two. One, two. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. That's, that's, that's your fault. That's better. Now, you were explaining to me the differences in the technology or whatever Hubble does versus James Webb. But let me just, I mean, you, you're, the, you're the pro. Give me your takeaways. Are you in awe of what you're seeing as well? It, yes. I, of course, I'm in awe, just like everyone else. Uh, and and you're absolutely right. Uh, cell phones don't do it justice. Big screen TV is is the way to see this because there's so many little details that our cell phone are not going to reveal to us. But we are seeing deeper into space with this with the initial image than we've ever seen before. And what we've spoken about with Hubble. Hubble took a similar image of the of the same location in space. Uh, some years ago, deepest image. It took it, uh, if I recall, 10 days of accumulation of, to, to build up that image. The James Webb took the same image 
actually deeper in, uh, I believe it was 12 hours. Wow. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So this is only the beginning. Wait till they turn this on, uh, turn it on for 10 days. And what we're going to see is going to be truly remarkable. So it's only the beginning. And this is just a great demonstration of what it can do. And we should get images for years and years for 20 years. Now that doesn't erase, uh, doesn't erase Hubble's contributions. Uh, it will continue operating. It's estimated uh, certainly through this decade, and we'll see what happens beyond that. But Hubble's getting older, but still uh, still delivers a lot of great images. So it just, James Webb looks differently into space and deeper and more detailed. And of course, new technology. Hubble is uh, <laughs> It's an older scope, that's for sure. Uh, the images that I was uh, watching or, or looking at even this morning are on the NASA website. So if you're enjoying these, get to the NASA site. You can connect it where you got on. But seriously, we got to get on a big screen. Get on your on your on, not, not even bigger than your laptop to really appreciate what this stuff looks like. I mean, this one image is seventy six thousand light years away. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. That that's actually seventy six thousand is pretty close by. Oh, well, um, mm-hmm. the the initial image that was uh, released, um, uh, what was it, Monday night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one is interesting because there are stars and galaxies in the foreground, and they're about four and a half billion light years away. But the little red dots in the background on the left, upper left and upper right areas there, those are over 13 billion light years away, basically back to the edge of when the universe began it's true now that's amazing and the hubble did not provide that that level of detail so it's truly and this is just the beginning okay now they're they're releasing these images photos whatever technically is there somebody at a computer clicking and they're they're putting all this together and they drop they 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 drop every couple days how does that part of this work jay yeah, well, you have to um, download these images. First of all, you have to propose, well, let's let's photograph this. Well, why do you want to do that? And you have to justify it. Eventually, when those images come down, they require a huge amount of processing, okay? There, right. There's not, not so much flaws. But then also, you have to assign, if you will, colors to the different channels that come down. These images, they come down, you look at them and they're, well, this isn't pretty. It's not till humans assign color values to different things. This is not how you and I would see it, definitely not. Uh, you and I see usually what's called red, green, and blue. That's it. Uh, you blend those together and, and you get the full color image. But being that uh, this is infrared, we have to assign the color values to them. And it's uh, it, it's amazing the information that we're getting here. Uh, good background. Good stuff. Follow Jay on Twitter. Reynolds Astro always tweeting out some good info. Uh, research astronomer, Cleveland State University. We're talking about the images from the uh, James Webb Space Telescope. Absolutely amazing. All right, as, as, as news happens, or if somebody waves at us some morning, I may get, be, call you. If we look at one of these okay. images and somebody's waving, I may get you on the phone. So just kind of be aware, okay? Sounds great. All right, Jay, Sounds thanks, good. pal. Absolutely un- unbelievable. The Guardians, our morning update with Tom Hamilton, brought to you by Metro Lexus. Bill Wells, Mike Snyder alongside. we got two to talk about. Morning, Hammy. Good morning, Bill and Mike. You know, I I was telling uh, Snipes, I had a uh, I followed Jeff uh, Jeff Passon, the re, uh, reporter writer at ESPN, did a great in depth piece on the the lack of the uh, the starter going a whole game 
uh, the last week or Wasn't so. Wasn't that awesome? What a, great. What, for all the obvious things we think about, and then, of course, Bieber throws one yesterday. Well, you know what? I hadn't thought that part of it through. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I thought it was a great story, too. That You know what, Bill? Um, and, Mike, that was only the 17th complete game of the season in all of Major League Baseball games. Wow. And, you know, we joked last night, Bob Feller had 17 complete games by the All-Star break most years, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, that uh, it is a rarity. And I think what's even more rare is, you know, Shane did it, um, 95 pitches. The game took two hours and nine minutes to play. Um, you know, kind of polar opposite of the night game, but uh, uh, Dylan Cease is pretty darn good, too, for Chicago. Yeah, he has some great stuff. But, you know, time for Shane. It really, it was great to see him have that because, well, his numbers ERA-wise and that have been okay. He just hasn't been really that that looked like the Shane Bieber we, we have come to know, you know? Well, I think part of it, too, Mike, is these guys are pitching kind of like uh, on a high-wire act because they haven't had many games where – the club has gone out and got a, a decent lead early. And so, boy, every mistake gets magnified. But to your point, his velocity is down about three miles an hour. But I, I thought yesterday that was his best command, where he worked both sides of the plate. Um, he just pounded the strike zone. He, he used his fastball as well as, at times, an unhittable slider and curveball. But, yeah, I I don't. I think that was almost like a Cy Young, uh, Shane Bieber performance yesterday. I would agree, Mike. And it's good news. He's got one more before the break. You know, you look at this stretch, Tom. We talked with you last week about it finishing strong going into the break, considering the opponents, especially about tonight, a chance yeah. to win the series with the White Sox. But this rotation, it's still going to be on them, isn't it? If they're going to be contending here at down the stretch run of this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only way you get on a run where, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a 10-game winning streak, but where you go like the club did, 17-4, and four, or go, you know, 10-4, and four, whatever you might want to say your streak is, it always comes down to starting pitching. It always comes down to having a good run of starting pitching. And I, I think part of that, too, guys, I'm not looking to make excuses, but with all of the rainouts, with all these doubleheaders, it just seems like we've never – when's the last time we had a stretch where you had your five major league starting pitchers pitching every fifth day? Right. I point. mean, yeah. it, just, it seems like it's been months since that's really occurred. Yeah, poor Connor Pilkey today. I mean, he's Mr. Doubleheader, isn't he? <laughs> that's, that's I just... said to him the other day, I said, <laughs> you know, you ought to be giving out tips. You could sell tips to people driving between Columbus and Cleveland where the snake patrol sits. <laughs> You know, and, and where you better be careful as far as speed traps are concerned. Uh, poor guy only checks in for one night, though, every yeah. time when he checks and in. And it's always the second game night. of a twin bill, yeah. you know? I'll be going back You tomorrow. know, Tom, just, <laughs> while we talk about the starting pitching, it's funny, you, we come back to that, and we, we talk about how they're not throwing complete games, but really right now, that starter that can get you six or seven, the way teams are yeah. built now, with to get to that bullpen, to the prime guys, that's that's kind of the key, isn't it, Tom? And you know what? And it always has been, Mike. Even when Cleveland had the most dominant bullpen in the game, how many times did we say, if you just get six innings, let Cody Allen, Brian Shaw, and Andrew Miller Mm -hmm. figure out the final three because the game is over. And that hasn't changed. It's just been harder to get guys to six innings. I mean, as good as Dylan Cease was last night, guys, he did not pitch six innings. He pitched five and two-thirds innings. And that's where I think guys like, 
Shane Bieber have separated themselves from other pitchers through the years. Yeah, which reinforces that passing piece. Which, Tom, you seem surprised that your morning host at WTAM would be researching <laughs> to the point where I'm reading stuff like that. Did I did I hear that right, Tom? I mean, I uh, no, oh no, not me, Bill. just a critique. I would never be that way. Okay, that, I just... I, now I'm really hurt. I'm really, well, really hurt. Hurt? I was the one that was hurt. I thought maybe you didn't. You know, oh, you, that's right. You didn't think I just you know coming in here and wing this every morning. I. <laughs> I prepare for takes, Tom. I do a lot of show prep. That's not what Scooter told me. But uh, okay, we'll go with it. We'll go with that because that's all the time we got. Tammy, uh, thanks. Have a good day, right, pal. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. See you, buddy. Aaron Savali pitches tonight. Seven ten first pitch. Union Home Mortgage uh, Guardians game day. Get you started at six o'clock. And we just got our first look, Mike Snyder, at that Jose Ramirez bobblehead. Yes. See a dollar bank you get on Saturday. Nice. Jose. Yes. Sugardale Dollar Dog Night on Friday. Sunday you got a kids T-shirt. The Guardians T-shirt giveaway and the kids fun day. Thank you, Guardians, for dropping that off. Appreciate that. Get your tickets, have some fun, progressive field with the uh, with the Guardians. Fan fact answer, Joe Sharman, Super Joe, right? Super Joe, super guy as well. Joe American Charbonneau. League Rookie yep. of the Year, 1980, batted yep. 289, 23 home runs, 87 RBIs, and has been so kind with his time over oh, the years to charity. and Love Joe Sharman. So Joe, ways. if Great you're listening guy. out there, all the best, buddy. Hope to Traffic, see you soon. You got it. Jimmy Malone's show is up next. We're back in the morning. News, sports, traffic, and weather together on the 10s. Fox updates. Mark Bona, Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com on the little beer restaurant news. Also, Pat Butler with tips on where you're going to park. First Energy Stadium tomorrow afternoon with the start of the uh, big tour. Joan Jett. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. She gets to go first, I guess. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer yeah. herself. Yeah, but should be good. Uh, see you in Strongsville, too. Chamber of Commerce, 80th Annual Homecoming for Strongsville kicks off today, too. New ride, a lot of fun, entertainment. They've got Academy of Irish Dance, Cleveland Breakfast Club tonight, too. 3 o'clock officially starts. And tell Mayor Persiak I said hey. All right, back in the morning, Scoop. Thanks. Have a good day. You got it, Bill.